Welcome to our Listener's Advisory bonus episode. Today, we'll be introducing you to three librarians with a passion for young adult literature. This group enjoys the genre so much, they meet in their free time to discuss the latest titles, trends, and controversial topics explored in the field. The Book Coven, as they're known, is more than just a book club. They're a circle of friends combining fun and professional development. Well, thank you so much for having us today on Listener's Advisory, Bob, or as we have uh, been teasing you this whole time, calling it the Bobcast. Thank you for having us on the Bobcast. Uh, We are the Book Coven, a YA book club for adults made up of San Diego Public Library staff. We've been together for a little over a year. We started right before the, um, the pandemic hit in 2020. My name is Moni Tong. I am the manager of sciences at the San Diego Central Library. And I'm Angie Stamba, and I'm the collection development librarian uh, here at Central Library. I'm Vanessa Gempis. I'm the manager of the Pauline Foster Teen Center here at the Central Library. Great. So um, we, um, like I said earlier, we started right before the pandemic. Um, our origin story starts with uh, Jenny Han. I, uh, I feel like Jenny Han makes everything better. Uh, it started with a 20-minute conversation about To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I was talking with one of our fantastic branch managers, Christina Wainwright, and um, we, uh, we used to, before, before I had kids, we used to go to conferences together and talk about books and celebrate books. And there was one evening where I talked to Christina about um, our mutual love for young adult fiction. And she was asking me if I had read To All the Boys I've Loved Before and went on and on about how fantastic Jenny Han is. Um, Official confession, I'm very sorry, Christina Wainwright and Jenny Han. I still have not read that book, but I've seen the (laughs) Netflix special. Um, But it got me thinking about how much I really missed just talking about books and having fun um, and uh, not taking books too seriously. Mm -hmm. So then uh, I got to talking with Vanessa and we started discussing um, creating a book club because we talked about how the book clubs we were looking at never fit our schedules. Um, Vanessa, um, I think that you explored some other YA book clubs for adults. Is that correct? I sure did. And there are a few others that are around, but just with the library schedule and with our schedule, it's just really hard to fit it in. So um, after we talked about it for a little bit, Moni and I are like, oh, I guess we should start a book club. Yeah. And Vanessa's the genius behind our name. Um, book coven. Uh, yes, we are all women. Um, I believe uh, one of the early iterations of our name was Sisterhood of the Scroll, which I still think is a fine name, Vanessa. <laughs> I came up with a couple. Those are the only ones I can remember. We did also invite some of our male co-workers, but for some reason, none of them really saw the appeal in what they were calling kissy books. True, true. Are you serious? That's I'm so serious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it started with me, Moni, we got Christina in, then we got Angie in, and so we were trying to think of, like, oh, who else should join this book club? Because while the four of us are super fun, um, we wanted to spread the love. And so at a YSL meeting, or that's our youth services librarian meeting, I was like, oh, who in this group 
reads looks like they read YA. Looks like. Yeah, yeah. So um, during like during meeting breaks, I would like sidle up to one or two of them and be like, "Hey, do you read YA?" <laughs> and if they said yes, I was like, "Oh, hey, we're looking at starting the book club. Um, are you in?" Mm-hmm. And so it kind of grew from there. And we had one, we had two meetings before the pandemic hit. Um, mm-hmm. Our first one was in establishing meeting where we talked about like, "Oh, hey, we're here at a book club, and <laughs> what books do we want to read?" Um, Angie was awesome. She actually came with a presentation of mm. several books that she was like, we could read any one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And that's how The Coven. And here we are. And here we are. One year later. And just one clarifying point. This is an off the books book club. This yes. isn't an official SDPL no. sanctioned book club. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a bunch of us who were like, you know what, we don't get to talk about books enough as librarians, Mm -hmm. so let's meet outside of work and just, like, hang out. I was definitely like, you know what would make me seem really cool was if I joined a book club, and there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Joining book clubs is cool. Oh, yes. And listening to Angie talk about books is always so fun because she's always so excited. Like, not all of you get to hear her talk about some of the upcoming stuff at our uh, youth services librarian meetings, Uh, but she has so much enthusiasm for it, so it's, like, super wonderful to bring that off off work time and do it in person. That's, like, the kindest thing anyone's ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Okay, so let's... Uh, let's recommend some books that we've read. So in the past year, we've read a lot of different things. Um, I really cannot praise highly enough um, this month's book that we read, We Are Not Free by Tracy Chi. Um, so if you're looking for a good cry and, and maybe even a good sob, um, this would be a great book for you. Um, it's historical fiction, and it's about a group of Japanese-American teens during World War II. And they're all from the same neighborhood in San Francisco. And throughout the book, we um, travel with them as they are all sent with their families to the Japanese-American imprisonment camps. Um, And there's just so many things I love about this book. But number one, I love that each chapter is from the perspective of a different teenager. So as time goes on, you really learn to love how each one of them is dealing and coping with these momentous, awful Um, horrific events that they're living through but then also how they deal with normal teenager stuff like having a crush on another kid in the imprisonment camps like (laughs) how does that even work um and being bored and arguing with your parents um and so uh, I just loved how Tracy Chi made these characters feel so incredibly real I felt at the end of the book I knew each and every one of these 14 kids and then feeling like you know the characters and then seeing awful things happen to them just is felt so gut-wrenching and so tragic and enveloping. And, and the best of historical fiction is that it makes historical events feel personal and real, right? And she definitely did that with this book. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. Love it. Angie sold me um, because <laughs> other confession here, I have not read this month's uh, book club book, uh, but... Now I feel like I should confess too because I haven't either. I, I totally on. promise we read the books. We really do. <laughs> to be fair, I started it 
pride and realize yeah. maybe now wasn't the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I will be picking it up later when I am in a mood to sob yeah. like a baby. It is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Vanessa, you want to um, yeah. share your recommendation? Mine is definitely a lot lighter. Um, mine is actually the first book club book that I finished. <laughs> Frankly in love. Um, it was our, I think, April book um, for 2020. So it only, it only took me three months to finish a book club book. <laughs> so Frankly in Love by David Yoon is about a boy named Frank Lee, who is the child of Korean-American immigrants. He likes this girl, but she's not Korean, and his parents want him to date someone who's Korean. And he has a friend named Joy who has a boyfriend who is also not Korean. And so in order to be able to date their significant others freely, they pretend to date. And of course, you know, things happen and they catch feelings. (laughs) Catch feelings. Catch feelings, yeah. And then, you know, they fall in love and blah, 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 blah. And it's really such a cute and sweet journey with an emotional punch towards the end that really just hits you in the feels. Um, I personally loved this book because it was the first time that I'd really seen my own personal experience um, reflected in YA. Um, Frank is Korean-American, but he didn't really feel like he fit fully with his Korean identity or with the American identity. And so like straddling that line of like, hey, who am I? Where am I from? with my identity that really resonated with me and um, so we're not the same flavor of asian i'm filipino um frank is korean american uh but it's still really it's the book that i would have needed i think um when i was in high school uh, i'm holding our book coven book where we uh, ha- where i write down everyone's ratings of books so after each um book club session Everybody ranks the books um, by newts because we're all wonderfully weird. Uh, Stars are just way too boring. And so um, also if you get enough newts for, if you give enough newts for a book, it turns into a cat. So Mm -hmm. like having a cat for a book is like the best book ever. So I just got to say, frankly in love, Angie, Vanessa, and I all gave it one cat. Ooh, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, I am uh, going to recommend... Um, another book that will give you all the feels. I see a, a trend here. Um, <laughs> it is um, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by Erica L. Sanchez. Um, it follows a 15-year-old first-generation Mexican-American Julia who is living in modern-day Chicago. Um, the book is a little bit mystery, um, family drama, immigrant story, um, and it opens with um, Julia's sister, Olga, um, dying in a tragic accident. And the book starts that way. And from there, um, the reader uh, is taken on a journey in which Julia is coming to terms with what life looks like without her sister, what her family dynamics are like without her sister, and just the fallout of what happens after that tragic accident. Um, this book was 
totally heartbreaking. I love a good book that gives you all the feels, um, like Franklin Love and We Are Not Free. Um, which you haven't read yet. Which I haven't read yet, but you know what? I swear Angie's word is like my own, so I like totally trust Angie. <laughs> I listened to the audiobook for I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter. It was, um, I would often listen to it during um, when my kids were napping and I was doing chores, and so I'd be like washing dishes or picking up toys and I'd be listening to it. and. Um, it was so engrossing, and the character development is so vivid that sometimes I would forget what I was doing. So I would just be like kind of roaming around the house doing random chores, <laughs> but like totally living in Julia's world, just like really feeling the characters. Um, um, I think that Julia is very relatable, especially um, as a as a daughter of immigrants myself. I think that um, Erica L. Sanchez did just an amazing job writing about the the struggle and you know sometimes the pain that can come with reconciling two different cultures and just the misunderstandings and frustrations that that can come from that um, from coming from two different worlds I love this book um, America Ferrera also loved this book because uh, <laughs> they're they're making a Netflix movie out of it she's directing oh, it um, I know right I was so excited to oh, see that uh, they also turned it into a play um, oh. that um, that was uh, being shown in Chicago so definitely a heartbreaking story not as lighthearted as frankly in love so mm -hmm. you probably got to be in the mood for it, but uh, if you're looking for a good cry and uh, to be, you know, transported to another world where you're not washing dishes and uh, picking up Legos off of the ground, I highly recommend <laughs> I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by Erica L. Sanchez. Yay! Yay. Oh, oh, such good recommendations. <laughs> we do like to read things that, like, make us feel. But we read lighter books, too. We do. It's not, yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of fantasy, which yes, ironically right. none of us recommended. Even, <laughs> I know. Even though it was like, I would say seventy-five percent of what we've chosen. To Probably. Read. Yeah, you're right. We actually had to institute a rule where we could read one fantasy, mm -hmm. but then the next book had to be in a so different much. genre so because otherwise we would just read all fantasy all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good segue to tips. If you too would like your very own book coven. Yes. Oh. So obviously listening to this, you're definitely going to want to start your own book club. And if you're looking for some tips, we were, we were talking about what, what really makes our book club work. You know, even during COVID, like we um, have stood the test of time. Um, so I definitely recommend keeping things flexible. Like for us, um, we didn't plan out what we're going to read a whole year in advance. We usually only plan out two months in advance. Um, or three at the most. And then sometimes we just change our mind, like, oh, we're not feeling it. Actually, we don't want to read this. Um, like, even the person that suggested it is like, ugh, mm. no. <laughs> and then, so we pick something else, and, and we stay flexible with, based on our mood and based on what, um, what we suggest. And then I also love how, Vanessa, you touched on it, how we mix up genres and formats. Like, we read graphic novels, too, and... Um, so many diverse voices so we're trying not to read um, really similar books in a row um, but we'll mix it up and 
We're also reading really diverse authors and characters, which I love. It makes me so happy in my heart. One of mine is rating systems can be just for fun. Like you don't have to, I don't know if book clubs typically rate books, but mm-hmm. that's helped us really just keep track of what we've liked and what we what we didn't really like as much. Totally. Um, and it's been fun to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's like negative five newts. Yes. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, yeah, this is a whole cat. Or if it's four and a half newts, we're like, oh, that's a kitten. Um, It just keeps it really light and fun, and um, it helps us stay engaged because it's a a nice way for us to, like, debate the the book, I -hmm. guess. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know you're with a bunch of people that work in a library when, like, the ultimate compliment is, like, a cat. Yeah, (laughs) this was the best. True. It's worth a cat. Highest praise. Highest praise. <laughs> having having a cat, or like how nerdy we are by using fractions, or you know, like yeah. I think I think Vanessa, you wanted to give a book four point two five one time. I did, and everyone <laughs> groaned and wanted to throw things at me, but we were on uh, online. Like, how are we going to do the averaging math? Come on. I mean, poor Moni is the one who usually has to do the math. Um, My phone does it, so it's all good. I was going to say, she's the keeper of the word. So she has been keeping up on our score system. So probably my favorite thing about Book Coven has been getting to know everybody from work so much more. So I have learned so much about everyone's reading interests, but um, but way more than that. You know, we get off topic and we get silly, and um, I only work in one location, so I usually wouldn't be able to get to know um, some of the our colleagues that are in our book club. I wouldn't actually get to know the um, really interesting details of their life or their preferences. Um, I love how we have such different opinions about any given book, especially it seems like it gets very contentious with um, the romantic elements. Some people love the romantic elements. Some I people, love the romance. So yeah, <laughs> some people love are like, it. that was so fake. It's <laughs> well done, best. Yeah, and other people are like, this is great. I don't mind that there's a weird age difference and power uh, dynamic difference. And then other people are like, ugh. Please no. He's he's immortal. What is he doing with a 17-year-old? That was such a good book. (laughs) So gross. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, strong opinions in this room. Oh, my goodness. Um, And making friends is so hard as a grown-up. So this has been really quite lovely. I love that the book club is inclusive and non-judgmental. Um, as someone who routinely doesn't finish the book, um, <laughs> particularly ones that she recommends, um, <laughs> it's been nice to be able to just go and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't finish it, um, but still, you know, not be shunned mm-hmm. um, or kicked out of the coven. They're just like, you know what? <laughs> Are you home. sure? Are you sure you want to be here? There are spoilers. I'm like, I don't care about spoilers. Um, <laughs> I just want to hear, like, I just want to talk to y'all. So that's been really nice, um, and they still let me recommend books, even though I don't always finish them. I finished about half at this point, I mm. feel like, so yeah. my average is going up. Nice. We're never going to kick you out, Vanessa. <laughs> we wouldn't kick anybody out. As a founding member, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no. So uh, one of the things I love about Book Coven, um, like I said earlier, uh, during our during our segment, we started 
right before the pandemic and um, only met in person a couple times before we had to move online. And I, um, I really appreciate our group for being there for each other uh, during lockdown, especially like those first few months mm-hmm. when like no one knew what was happening anywhere. Um, we still held book club March of mm-hmm. March of 2020. And, um, you know, I don't remember if I read the book or not. I don't think you <laughs> I don't, I mean, it uh, was not a book that we loved. It, oh, it was not a book that we loved. No, oh, okay. So it made it even more fun, you know. We had yeah. we had a book to discuss instead of um, you know thinking about the pandemic. But That's true. you know, month after month, it was it was um, you know a consistent way for us to stay connected and socialize and talk about books, which you know that's why that's why we were all getting together and um, hanging out because of our mutual love for books. So um, I wanted to thank you, ladies, and everyone else in Book Coven really for being such a great support system during what has really been a difficult year. It's been fun to giggle and laugh with you and talk about um, the power dynamics between an immortal loving a 17 year old and how that's completely inappropriate. (laughs) Highly questionable. Highly questionable. Um, I really liked it though. He was a, you know, he was a heartthrob. Anyway, Um, I uh, that's what I love most about book club um, and um, I'm really glad that uh, we we started this back in January 2020 and, <laughs> oh my goodness and we love book club so much that Vanessa's starting another book club so if you don't um, feel like starting your own book club I will be starting an SDPL book club called why yay um, that's Y dash Y A Y for adults who read YA novels, and we're also going to be doing a teen book club for teens who like to read YA novels because it's for them. Um, so keep an eye out for more information on that. That's going to do it for today's episode. I'd like to thank our guests Moni Tong, Angie Stava, and Vanessa Gempis. Special crazy major thanks to Pete Meisner for contributing original music. If you'd like more information on the titles discussed in today's episode, please see our show notes or visit us at www.sandiego.gov forward slash SDPL podcast. <laughs>